This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Clones, are you worried about finding the perfect gift for this holiday season? I've got the answer for you. Peloton. Peloton is the gift that they're guaranteed to love this holiday season. Give your loved ones what they really want. Give them the gift of Peloton. I own one. I have had it for quite some time. Long before we partnered up on that podcast. That's how much I love that product. And I love it for a lot of different reasons. It's convenient. It's right there in my house. I never miss a workout. I love the variety of classes, the different instructors, the way that you can compete, the fact that there's a leaderboard, there's a community. And now more than ever is a reason why you want to get in because there is a gift of a worry-free trial. That's right. With Peloton's new 30-day home trial, you can try the bike worry-free for 30 days. If you decide that it's not for you, you can return the bike for a full refund. Peloton will even come and pick it up at no cost, except I don't think that's going to happen. Again, I love my Peloton. I love it because there are so many different classes, both live and on demand. And you get tremendous motivation by working with world-class instructors. This holiday, give the gift of Peloton. And for a limited time only, also get $100 off accessories. When you purchase the Peloton bike, simply go to OnePeloton.com. Use the promo code Rome at checkout. OnePeloton.com. Use the promo code Rome at checkout. Again, I absolutely love my Peloton. I know you will too. He was the one that went to California. I was never going to be an actor. Everybody in Jersey loved him. And then when Cuckoo's Nest came along, holy sh! When they knew in Jersey that I was going to be in a movie with Jack, what the fuck? I mean, it was like mad that Danny Boy was going to be with Jack. Hey, now what's cracking? Welcome to another episode of the Jim Rome Podcast emanating from our beautiful studios in Southern California. This one is going to be fun. This is tremendous. My guest this week may not have hit 700 home runs, may not have won a Super Bowl, may never lift the Larry O, but damn if he's not an absolute legend. The star of Ep 108 has also starred in over 100 films and TV shows. He's won an Emmy and a Golden Globe for his turn as Louis De Palma on Taxi. He appeared in such iconic films as One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Twins, Throw Mama from the Train, Hoffa, Batman Returns, Get Shorty, and L.A. Confidential. He was immortalized with his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2011. He just wrapped up season 14. On Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he will now be starring in Jumanji, The Next Level. It opens up nationwide this week. Still getting around it now. Danny DeVito is one of Hollywood's power players, not to mention one of the best guys in this town. And now he is taking his turn on the Jim Rome podcast. That's right. The Penguin is in the jungle, and we are pumped to have him. Let's get to it. Episode 108 with Danny DeVito starts right now.
All right, Danny, so it's a big Friday. I know it's old yeah. hat to you, but what's it like in the days leading oh. up to a movie of this enormity oh, dropping? Oh, man, it's, like, so exciting. Jumanji was, like, so much fun to make. Was I'm so happy to be in it. It's really a funny, funny movie. And I thought it was, uh, you know, all beyond my ex- wildest dreams. It's really exciting because Friday is the day. You know, it's going to open worldwide, and it's like, everybody's pumped and everybody's excited about it and we're having a you know uh you know it's it's like days when you know when we open twins or we open like big movies and and uh and uh you know back in the day you know you get the big premiere and you get the big hollywood but it's it's fun being a family with uh with these guys with Dwayne and Kevin and and uh, Jack Black and uh, you know all the all the crew and then I put Danny Glover in this one too so it's really it was really a lot of fun to make. All right, so Danny, the crowd, the crew is amazing. You and The Rock look like you're having a blast. Yeah. I know you'll tell yeah, me you're having, having fun with everybody, but you worked with Schwarzenegger when he was the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. Is Dwayne at that level yeah. right now, or maybe even beyond I think, that? I think Dwayne. I'm not sure about beyond or what or what, but I know they're both really. The sweetest thing about this is these these guys, these huge, really muscly kind of really uh, guys that are just the sweetest guys in the world. Uh, Dwayne is like gentleman, really cool guy and very, very friendly. Arnold is like, you know, and they're both tricksters. They both like to, you know, play like little games with each other. Like Dwayne and Kevin Hart are at it all the time. They're always punking each other, playing games with each other. And it keeps it fun. And I, 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 I honestly say that like uh, these two experiences have been, uh, you know, wonderful in spite of the fact that I can't, you know, go to the gym with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Danny, when when the time came for Dwayne to impersonate you, what was it like to see and hear his interpretation? He did a great job, you know. And what you know, knowing that he had to in the in the game become my avatar, become like I get sucked into the game, so he has to become. Me and the, all the jungles and the, the snow things and the blah, 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 and the air and the, and the deserts. And so I, he watched me like all the time. Like I would, I turned up the burners a little bit so that I did bigger gestures and I try to like lean into it so that he could have a, a better time, you know, kind of getting into the vibe of the Jersey vibe. And I think he did a great job. He really did. All right, so Danny, this is your first shot at the franchise. It is the sequel to the sequel. So, what is this movie about? Uh, this movie is about like the the whole idea is that the game changes. Like I remember the first Jumanji; it was really cool with Robin Williams and everybody's the Chris Van Allsburg like a fairy tale book uh, uh, with the animals coming alive and what. Now the second one, they totally turned it around and brought it out into the jungle. This is absolutely the next level. This is this turns up the burners even higher. I mean, there are other people who come into the game who they have to who, who get sucked into the game. The game is the game is broken, man. I think, but it but it's broken in a kind of a cool way because you know if it wasn't broken, I probably wouldn't be in it. <laughs> Great. Hey, listen, why, but why are you in it? You can work on anything, make anything you want right now. What interests you about this, and why do you want to take this on? Well, you want to do fun things, you know, that's the thing. I mean, you, you've done a lot of, I've done a lot of good stuff and a lot of fun stuff. And I, I love being on Sunny every year. It's always Sunny Philadelphia. And I, you know, I like doing parts in movies and movies and just mixing it up when I have time off. 
And this one was perfect because, first of all, I'm a big, I like adventures and comedies and big stuff. And this was really, you can't get any bigger than this one. This is like huge kind of like um, uh, very exciting and fun stuff. So, and then the fact that uh, Dwayne was going to have to do me, I thought that was like a kind of, <laughs> it wasn't a challenge for me to go up and be myself, but I, would, I was really curious to see how he'd handle it. That, he did a great job, like I said. That's great. So that's going to drop on Friday. And one more thing about that. You and Dwayne crashed a wedding in Cabo while promoting the film. Whose idea was that, and what was the reaction of the wedding party? Well, first of all, we were moving. We had a, a hell of a lot of people down there promoting Jumanji to the next level. And so we were all swarming around this resort where this, this couple was getting married. So we kind of took over the space for a while. And we were leaving, and they were having their wedding on a Saturday. So we decided to, like, you know, just give it a shot, you know, go in and, and ham it up a little bit for the bride and groom. They loved it. They were about it. just walking into a room out of a kitchen where – they, they had no idea what was going on. The only person who knew, I think, was the mother-in-law, which is a perfect, which is perfect casting. And she knew that was happening. And we came out and sang. The, I guess it was the bride's uh, favorite song was on, on "Unforgettable." The Nat, Nat King Cole. We sound exactly like Nat King Cole and. and Natalie Cole. Oh, I'm sure. Not, I'm sure. Not really. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, were you guys there to sing that song, or come on, Dan? Let's be real. Were you guys there to pick up on chicks like Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson in Wedding Crashers? We didn't stay. We didn't hit on the bridesmaids. No. <laughs> Let's talk for a minute about a problem that most of us have. You know, the one thing that health experts, dietitians, athletes, top performers, all over, they all agree on this: the perfect diet does not exist. Even with a balanced, healthy diet, it can be so hard to cover your nutritional basis through food alone. This is why there is Athletic Greens. These guys get it. They understand. The Athletic Greens Ultimate Daily All-in-One Health Drink has 75 different vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, which make it easier for you to get that comprehensive nutrition without the need for a bunch of pills, powders, and complex routines. It is the most complete supplement for a better you. And it is different from everything else. It's different because it's delivered in powder form and mixed with water. Athletic Greens then requires fewer capsules. It has amazing absorption. It does not include any binders or fillers. And one scoop of Athletic Greens provides a convenient, affordable, and delicious solution to fill the gaps in your diet. So if you're looking to boost energy, strengthen your immune system, or support gut health, this is the product for you. Whether you're taking steps towards a healthier lifestyle or you're an athlete pushing for better performance, Athletic Greens takes the guesswork out of everyday good health. Why not try it? Jump on over to athleticgreens.com slash Rome. Claim my special offer right now. 20 free travel packs valued at 79 bucks with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com slash Rome. You mentioned some of the other projects, and you mentioned Sonny. Like, you starred in Taxi. You've hosted SNL. You've worked with The Rock. You've been nominated for an Oscar. You've acted on Broadway. I can go on and on and on. But it's kind of hard to imagine, but Frank Reynolds, and it's always Sonny in Philadelphia. Did you ever think a character like this on a show created by Hollywood unknowns could be such an enormous part of your career and your life? Well, well I think that what the lucky thing for me is that these guys are— have got the goods, you know, Rob and Charlie and Glenn and, and, uh, and, uh, Caitlin, they're all like, you know, workaholics and in there for 
you know, 24 seven with you, especially, you know, the guys who write it and direct and, and, uh, and act in it, Rob and Charlie and Glenn, they're, they're writing it, acting in it and, you know, editing it. It's just like a gift, like to have, uh, you know, people who are as enthusiastic as you about something. I'm, I was very enthusiastic to join the show. And, you know, it's kind of like, like I said before, why do you do something? It's fun. It's cool. It's like, you know, and also it's about the people. If the people are good and they're, and they're fun to be with, you know, why not hang out with them? So Frank is like a good character because, you know, he's got all the things that he ever would want, but he wants to live in squalor with Charlie. And, like, we love playing night crawlers, and we love hanging out together, and we love, you know, uh, you know uh, eating, uh, you know, peanut butter sandwiches and whatever we can stuff in our mouth, you know. Every once in a while we have to, you know, get the room to ourselves. But then, you know. I kick him out. He'd make him stay in the hallway. <laughs> Great. I mean, the creators of the show, they're on record. Danny is saying they want to do it forever. At the young age of 75, how does that line up with your future plans? How much longer do you want to do, Sonny? No, we have like a great... Uh, we do 10 shows a year. We could do more. I would say we could do more. We do 12 weeks. I would, you know, say... So you do six months of it. I mean, it's really fun. Every day you go to work, it's always something new. It's always something crazy. I'm always doing, I love getting slimed or thrown out a window or, you know, uh, coming out of a couch naked or, you know, just uh, being like Frank. Being Frank, I love it. Frank, he, oh, Frank is so great, Danny. Is there anything, you ever, have you ever picked up the script and read something that was part of Frank and you thought to yourself, man, even I can't do that? Well, they, they have punk me on stuff like, you know, where they, they've written things that they, you normally, you couldn't do like on television. And I go along with it. And of course I say, yeah, look, this is good. Look, but there, there, there have been places that were too far, which, you know, it's just basically they're, because they're sexual deviants, you know, deviants. They are, you know, they're crazy. Uh, Charlie and Rob and Glenn are crazy. They're and si uh, Caitlin goes along with it. She's married, you know, and she's got kids. What is she going to do with them? All right, so Danny, the thing is, I mean, they're deviants, they're sexual deviants, but you, yeah. man, you got no problem taking your clothes no, off. I, I know no, you'll go there. I, don't, I no problem. I got no problem. I think as long as there's respect and women must have their say. Other than you, you, everything else is fair game. Let's have some fun. But you got to have respect. You cannot, like, you got to be uh, very respectful. I have two daughters. Huh? Anybody, uh, you know, goes near that, that kind of. Uh, disrespect part but i'm raised like a, an italian kid from new jersey with two older sisters and i always felt like my sisters were you know really something to be people to respect it you know not not this at all absolutely so, as long as everybody's on board with you that's have some fun man let's keep a smile on our face you betcha. Mm -hmm. You betcha. Danny, yeah. you know, it, it brings me to this. Like, you clearly you will take some chances, and you're not going to be irrespo irresponsible or disrespectful, but your friend Michael Douglas said this once about you. Quote, he has no fear, he will comedically take any chance, and he savors darkness. End quote. Does that sound about right to you? Yes, that sounds like he's right on the money. Michael knows exactly what he's talking about. Very smart person. <laughs> Very smart. And as thick as you get. <laughs> Yeah, and from an act, and look, you guys go way, way, way back from an acting standpoint. I mean, you could break this down any any which way. But Michael Douglas, what makes him so unique as an artist and a performer? Well, first of all, he's a good actor. He's a really good actor. He's very talented, very smart. Knows what he's doing. Knows what he wants. He's produced some wonderful movies, including Cuckoo's Nest. He's he's uh, um, been in 
uh, three uh, three movies with me, the, the cook, uh, four movies with me. Uh, you know, Jewel and I will mention the Stone in War of the Roses. He was terrific. I can't. He he let you know. That's the other thing. He's got good taste. He worked with a good director in War of the Roses, and he let me abuse him. You know, it's just like really nice guy. You know, <laughs> best guy I ever. Did the, I did a, 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 a little thing on the Kaminsky, Kaminsky method too. How'd that go I, for you? I, How'd you? How did you I, like I, that? It was good, but you know, I, I don't know if you saw it, but I I, I played his uh, urologist. Uh huh. And that's what friends so I do. Got to stick my finger in his ass. What? <laughs> I I started to say that's what friends do, and then you told yeah. me what you did. Yeah, but you know, I went a little too far. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're in a we're in a lawsuit right now. Yeah, how's that going? I'm trying to get my watch back. Oh, jeez. My man, that is the best. It's bad. That I know is, it's bad. No, it's not. Anywhere. It's good. It's, it's I good. You know, it, I love, Danny, I love Sonny, my... people love Sonny so much. You've had such an amazing run, but i got to be really honest with you. I, I love the show, but I'm such a huge, huge fan of Taxi. I think that when you played Louis De Palma, I think that was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. What was the audition like? What do you remember about that? I, I know the addition story, if you want to hear it. Yes, so yes. So I, I, I was, uh, casting director Joel Thurm brings me in for this. To, I didn't know any of the people, like Jim Brooks or Ed Weinberg, all the people who were putting the show on. And they had no idea who I was, basically, because the only thing they had ever seen me in was Cuckoo's Nest. And it was like a few years ago. It was like four years before it was Cuckoo's Nest. So I walked in, but I loved that part of Louis so much. I really wanted to get it. And I figured the best way to do it was to really posit some kind of Louis De Palma-ness on them. And they were all sitting in this beautiful office, and I went to Paramount, and the, Joel Thurm, who's the, the uh, casting director, introduced me to them. And I was just about to sit in the hot seat to do my audition, right? And I said, one thing I want to know before we start, who wrote this shit? And I threw it on the table. <laughs> and here's what happened. There was a split second of almost off the cliff into the abyss where nobody did a thing. And then they shit themselves. I mean, maybe they laughed there so hard. I thought the room, they were going crazy, kicking their feet and all kind of. So Louie walks into their room, which was like good for me because anything I said after that, was a, I got a, I got you know big reaction. I could say, and, and I would get a reaction. And it's the funniest yeah. stuff ever, Danny. Is it? Is it? So it cool. that one, it, was it, like so cool, man. I love Taxi. I love uh, you know everybody on it too. Judd and Mary Lou, and Tony and and, and Bob, uh, you know and Jeff and Andy and Christopher Lloyd and you know Vinny Schiavelli. Rhea did it. Everybody was on the show. Carol Kane. I mean. Come on, we had like, you know, it was five years of bliss. Danny, I'm so conditioned that when I talk to people, I don't want to say like you because there's nobody like you, but I'm so conditioned when I talk to people that they will never play favorites, that it was this point in time, et cetera, et cetera. I'm so glad to hear you say how much you love that time and that show. Like, you were all so young. When you were in it, did you all know that you were in the midst of like this seminal moment in your careers, in your lives? Did you have that perspective? Yes, that was the great, one of the great things about it. 
One of the great. I mean, the, the writing was great. The, uh, Jimmy Burroughs directed it. It was like we were Paramount. We were all family. We loved each other. We we had nothing. There were no, there were no bumps in the road. And at that time, right, being well, Judd and I. I guess Judd and I were the oldest ones on the show. But but at that time, we we took the time to look at each other and said we every Friday night we had a party that went on until Sunday. So. <laughs> We would look at each other and really savor the fact that we were in a show that was so well written and so well done. I mean, we we contributed a lot, the actors. But you know, the scripts and the whole thing have to be there. the The whole team, the whole machine, has to work right. You know, everything's got to be right. And in this case, they never let you down. Brooks and Weinberger and Stan Daniels, Dave Davis, they never let you know. You you had material galore we had we had michael leeson writing on it and jerry belson and we had sam simon and we had charles brothers came in and, and uh it was it was a period of time where we knew and that was a good thing about it we knew that we were experiencing you know that moment you know it's like a it's like anybody who's in any kind of field acting especially with a show like that where you you have a longevity or if you're in a team if you're on a football team or basketball team if you know that this is the day this is the heyday man this is happening right now and we've people who really care about us and we're affecting we're we're giving them something we're sharing uh that synergy you can't beat i mean i'm getting goosebumps hearing you lay it out like that if that's the case one quick follow danny how in the world did that show only run five years with all that brilliance behind it well we, we were on four years uh the way it works in the, in the, the world of television or any, any of these things is that the guy who brought the show with Brooks and them went was a guy named uh, Fred Silverman. He was, with, he was at ABC, and when we were in our, you know, doing the show, the first four seasons, and he left and went to NBC and worked with a guy named Brandon Tartikoff over there. Now, our fourth season was finished, and they're in partners. So, in other words, ABC and Paramount are in partners. So, Paramount has got the show, and, and if you go five seasons, then there's a syndication thing. Sure. They're able to syndicate it. Four seasons in, ABC canceled the show. Okay, we were surprised because that year, I think that's the year we all won Emmys. So we were high and we were so surprised. It came out of left field, right? And we had nowhere to go. We were just out on the street. And that year I did was the first year I did Saturday Night Live, which is a whole other story, that place. And they, so I brought everybody on stage that show. with, And I, I did a little mock uh, thing where I blew up the uh, ABC building and I, 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 I did all like anyway. Long story short, uh, Brandon Tartikoff at NBC recognized uh, that it was a good thing for them to take us, so they took us for a year, which got so you to got syndication, right? But so you we got knew syndication. that was our last year. Do you need auto parts, but you can't get to a store right now? No problem. 
Head to O'ReillyAuto.com. Order parts for convenient pickup in-store. O'Reilly Auto Parts has thousands of quality parts and accessories in stock, so you can shop from your phone, tablet, or computer, and simply pick them up when it's good for you. With more than 5,000 stores nationwide, there's an O'Reilly Auto Parts store near you with friendly professional parts people who can have your order ready and waiting. It's so easy, it's so convenient. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Everybody knows the story, I think, or a lot of people know the story about Pulp Fiction, how that might not get been made without you. But what did you think of Quentin Tarantino when you first met him, and what kind of an impression did he make on you? I loved the, the script of Reservoir Dogs. Stacey Cher, who was my partner at Jersey, uh, gave me that script. And I said, we should make this movie. And she said, no, this movie's already being made, Reservoir Dogs. And I said, well, well i got to meet the guy who wrote it. And he was doing it. He was editing it. So I met with Quentin. And in 15 minutes, just hanging out with him, he makes such a great impression. And you knew, I knew that the Reservoir Dog script was good. And I did have a deal at TriStar. So I said, listen, he said, I said, what are you going to do next? I want to be part of it. And he said, well, I got this idea for these few stories. And I said, I don't even want to know what they are. I said, just... Do it. Let's make a deal for your next movie. And we'll go from there. Because that's the way I like to work. And we did it. And a year later, after his Reservoir Dwells was terrific, really great. I was very happy. And I waited for him to finish writing the script. We were in touch. He was on the road promoting Reservoir Dogs all over the world with uh, uh, Miramax. And, uh, and one day, this package turned up and it was a screenplay and it was it said pulp fiction by quentin tarantino final draft and i read it and i loved it and i said boy oh boy this is like you know one of those things where you go and you put your hand up and the, that line drive goes right into your glove <laughs> you know what i mean everybody's been there right that is a great analogy what yeah, a great analogy you- so yeah. really, really quickly, Danny, I so appreciate your time, and I appreciate you. From a director's standpoint, when you directed Jack Nicholson and Hoffa, what was that like? That was amazing. Jack is an amazing guy. Really wonderful, really sweet, very caring, very giving, very prepared. He would do it, you know, there was a lot of, like, really serious, well, we went to, we went to 199, the local. We met his son, Jimmy Jr., Jimmy Hoffa Jr., we did the whole, we did all the research. I looked at all the tapes. We had Jack looking really, really good, I think. He was looking really good. We had great, uh, V. Neal was the makeup artist. He had his nose. He, he did a whole number with his hair, and he was so into it. It was just, it was a pleasure. And then, basically, what, what happened was, we, you could do, you could do it 15 ways, and Jack was always there for you. So, you know, we, we just went at it, and, and uh, I, I, um, I love working with him. I've done uh, Cuckoo's Nest with him in 1974. I did Going South, which he directed with Mary Steenburgen. That was in 1977. And <laughs> Incredible. Then, uh, and then I did uh, Hoffa with him. I think it was in the 90s. Early 90s. But 
He's a sweet guy. He's a Jersey guy. He's born in the same hospital I am. But we didn't know each other when I was a kid. He, I heard about him from my sisters. Like I was saying, my sisters were a big part of my life. They were like uh, 16 and 10 years older than me. So my youngest sister and was 10, 16, and then 16 years older than me. But I used to always hear about this. her girlfriend. They were hairdressers. They were all into the hair field, you see. And I used to always hear about this guy. Who Jack, who was their their girlfriend's brother, who went to Hollywood, become a movie star. This is when I was a kid, I used to hear this. And then all of a sudden, it turns out to be this guy. And it was amazing. This is the guy who was born in the same hospital. Are you listening to me? Oh, I got you. No, I'm, I'm amazed. Okay, I'm amazed by this. Okay, I'm not interrupting no, I'm, this story. I'm, I'm, no, I know. Best story ever. Have, you know, no, I got you. I got you. I just want to make sure I was oh, talking. Yeah. It was happening. And so... <laughs> We 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 uh, were born in the same hospital as each other. He he was the one that went to went to California. I was never going to be an actor. I mean, why? Jack was like, I mean, he's still a handsome man. But I mean, he was like, you know, uh, you know, heartthrob in those days, man, right. the early days. That big smile, you know, those eyes, those like just like twinkly eyes, and they, everybody in Jersey loved him. And then when Cuckoo's Nest came along, holy shit! When they knew in Jersey that I was going to be in a movie with Jack, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I would—I would hate to be part of the telephone company down there. It was just like everybody was on the phone with each other. It was like madness. Danny Boy was going to be with Jack. <laughs> it was going to be like that was a that was a really cool thing. Danny, if you put that shit into a script, nobody would Danny. believe it. Nobody would oh, believe man. it. It's incredible. Like you mentioned, your sisters. The fact of the matter is, you got your start in that salon, right? As a teenager, right. what what was your mindset? What was the plan then? Were you going to go to Hollywood from the salon? What were you thinking? No, 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 no. I had no Hollywood aspirations at all. What I did was, I was working. I, the first job I had was putting little kids on the kiddie rides, you know, like ring the bell, <laughs> you uh, turn the wheel, that thing. Then I, then I, you know, went, it was when I was 14. Then when I went to high school, I didn't know what I was going to do. I worked as a gardener. I had this really great boss. He had a gardening uh, business, and I would do like, you know, uh, in the in the summer we would do do, do all the. He had a truck, and we used to operate the the power machine, the queen. Or the king, they called it. The queen was the the best one, and we did tr- trimming and edges and beds and flowers and trees and everything. And then in the winter, down the shore, he he was in the snow removal business, and I was with. <laughs> it was the same places, but we just instead of planting shit, we we scraped the driveways. Wow! So, so I was doing that until I was a teenager, uh-huh. like almost like right out of high school. Didn't know where I was gonna go or do what I was gonna do. So, so my sister decided when, to. When did you take get the, the bug? Reins. When did you get the bug? Well, that was until like many years later, because I had never seen a play. I mean, I saw a play like uh, I think Mister Roberts came to the uh, to a tent outside of Asbury, so <laughs> Neptune. You know, like you know, I went out and saw this, but I never do on the Broadway plays or anything like that. And I wasn't—I'm a TV guy. I was a—I was into uh, you know all the all the TV shows, you know, the ones I like. 
Ralph Cramden, the one I, I imitate all the time. Yeah! You were good at a movie. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, I was into like, uh, then I, I, perchance, went to an acting class. It was just a kind of a roundabout way. And then I, I saw it and I thought, well, I could do that. Can we try it? And I got up and did it. And once it's like stand up if you get up and do it. I've never done that, but I mean like that's the most but getting up in class, like actors do it all the time. You get up in class and do your scene and that's uh and if you if it clicks somehow, you get like so excited, it's a rush that you wouldn't believe, man. And it's like, Oh wow, I wanna do that again. You know, it's like anything like that. Makes you feel that good. You got to keep doing. So, which is probably why you're still doing it right now. Clones, what do we want when we're craving protein or we need some more energy? I can answer that by going the other way. Here is what we do not want we don't want a bar, we don't want a sugary snack, we don't want another energy drink. No, we want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not like your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not rough. What makes it so good? I'm going to say the company behind it. Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take their smoked beef extremely seriously. You can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go. Make sure you look for it in retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? What about directing? Did you feel the same way? For instance, Robert De Niro famously called you for advice before he directed a Bronx tale back in the day. What did you tell him? He's a good buddy. He's a good boy, and he's a good buddy, and he did a great job. And I said, you know, just, you, you know, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was probably something smart-ass. But, uh, he, you know, the thing about directing is, you know, you get to create the whole thing big time with the writer and the producer. And, you know, so it's like really a... It's kind of a fun thing to do, and I'm I'm working on a couple of things now that I, you know, possibly get to do again. But it's 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 there's nothing, you know. The reason to become a director is because the position of God is already filled. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh man. Oh I man. I mean, how old is that joke? That's almost as old as how many actors does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hit me. How many? One. He holds on to the light bulb, and the world revolves around him. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect, baby. I love it. I love it. So you can walk off on that. Listen, one last thing, because you've been so yeah. amazing with your time, Danny. I so appreciate you. We'd never spoken before today, yet we were in a movie together, sort of kind yeah. of back in the day, Space Jam. I'm not oh, in the God. sequel. It's pissing me off. I want it so badly. Oh, yeah. But you're not oh, either, no. Danny. <laughs> is there anything you can do to help us both? I don't think we could do anything, man. They make up their mind, you know. They threw us out like old yesterday's papers, <laughs> newspaper. They said, goodbye. They who's did, man. Guys? Who are those two guys, man? Who are they? Yeah, that was who? a lot of fun. We got to we got to not work with each other. <laughs> we, got to, we got to not work with Michael Jordan. Right. We got a lot of, it was a lot of pluses in that movie. 
Yeah, this is the worst thing you could ever do. I've never done this of anybody, but I'm so curious about how the business works. Danny, I still get checks. I know you do because I do, oh, yeah. but my royalty well, checks, I'm not kidding you. Listen, by yeah. the way, yes. by the way, union, go union all the way, baby. Union is the big thing because that's where you get your residual checks. You're that's right. You get your health care. That's what Bernie Sanders is fighting for. Bernie Sanders is fighting for us to be able to join unions again. Which is which? Which is something that people don't want us to do because it, it it screws with the plan. But if you have a union behind you, a good one like SAG is, uh, AFTRA is, the, the the Directors Guild, amazing unions, Writers Guild. If you have a good union behind you and you've done work, you know even in the music business, I don't know how it works in sports, but I know in the in the music business, if you write a song, you know you're going to get a check. And so were your kids. You know, that's the way it works. No, I know it. Because I, I did one, not even one day, Danny, but for that movie, maybe an hour's worth of work in 96, yeah. I still yeah. get checks yeah. for that hour. Of course, they're like five bucks, but they keep coming. It might be not worth the paper to print it on. But oh, they're it, not. It, it, it's, uh, it's like a real cool thing. Jumanji, the next level is Friday. Danny, I'm so glad that you and I could come together. You are so, so gracious with your time. I'm so anxious to see the movie. Good luck with that. And what an absolute thrill to have you on this podcast, Danny. Thank you so much. Everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. You could get into a crash. People could get hurt or killed. Let's take a moment now and look at some pretty surprising stats. Nearly 29 people in the United States die every single day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the past three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives every single year. Many people are unaware also that driving while high can be just as dangerous. Take 2015. 42% of drivers killed in crashes tested positive for drugs. So not so harmless, is it? Get this, from 2007 to 2015, marijuana use among drivers killed in crashes doubled. The truth is, driving while high is in fact deadly. Stop kidding yourself. If you're impaired from alcohol or drugs, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, Get a DUI, drive sober, or get pulled over. Tell you what, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again right now. This podcast is all about range, and it does not get much rangier than chasing a straight-up, hardcore football podcast with Michael Lombardi to a straight-up Hollywood podcast with the legend Danny DeVito. What an awesome guy. Huge thanks to Danny for that time, especially in the week of his massive blockbuster drop. Speaking of drops, I am dropping brand new eps every Wednesday, 108 now and counting. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss another episode. Appreciate y'all listening. If you want to be a part of the podcast, if you want to hear your own voice on this thing, hit up my voicemail line. Put this number in your phone, 949-385-0447, 949-385-0447. Call me anytime about anything. If you need some inspiration, here it is, and I will see you all next week. First new message. Hey, Jim, what's up? This is David from Buffalo. 
Last night I was driving home, I heard Freddie Kitchens has a radio show on the NFL channel. There's a better chance Tobin from Chapel Hill is going to be guest hosting for you when you're in the basement this year over Christmas time than this guy's going to have that show next year. I mean, what's next? Is Willie from KC going to be, like, annoyed at a show? I'll see you later, Rome. Message saved. Next message. Romy, Justin from Melbourne. This goes out to David in Buffalo. Dude, even Matt in L.A. and Josh in Detroit are offended about how many times you call the voicemail. Hey, Bill's Mafia, the Yinzers are ready for you this week in the Berg. Come get some. 412 for life, Romy. Message saved. Next message. Man, Smack. This is Donnie in Wisconsin. This is awesome. I've never seen anything like it. It's only halftime. But, man, war Wisconsin, dude. I hope your son's having fun. Hope you're having a good weekend. I love you, buddy. Message deleted. Next message. Donnie again. Dude, that Wisconsin game sucks. Sucks! Dang. Message saved. Next message. Van Smack. Mark in South Carolina. Hey, I listen all week, and I'm a little disappointed in the clones. Not one had mentioned O.J. Simpson has found his soulmate, Terrell Pryor's girlfriend. This is clearly a match made in hell. These two deserve each other. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Hall of Famer. Matthew here in Oxford, Mississippi. I'm a little less inebriated this time than the last couple of times I left a voicemail, so maybe I'll be a little more coherent. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Jim, this is Paul in Huntington Beach, the lifelong resident of Southern California. I just want to say thank you so much for doing the interview with Kevin and Bean. It made me very nostalgic thinking about all the great times. Listen to Kevin and Bean in the morning, which over at 12 o'clock when you used to be on the show from 12 to 4 when I was on college to your show. It was a nice tribute to uh, Southern California radio for us. Appreciate it. Message saved. You have no more messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.